Okay, so we're continuing with our application to husbands. We dealt with the first application, which was know the duty your wife owes to you. And then application two, know the duties that you owe to your wife. We talked about a husband's duty to love his wife, to pray for his wife, to bless his wife, to instruct his wife, to counsel and admonish his wife. And then in the sixth place, to countenance your wife when she does well. And remember, countenance is the face. And in scripture, it refers to a, an approving look. That's the idea of the countenance. So a husband has all in authority. A husband has a duty to his wife that when she does what is good, to countenance that, to approve of that, to show with the expression of the face and even with your behavior and possibly could it even entail your words. Um, although commending has more of that idea, which we'll look at momentarily. So just as God shows his face, he shines his face on us, we pray for that in scripture. I talk about that in the benediction, actually. The Lord bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. That's the idea of God showing his approval. Um, And then there it's joined with his grace because we can't be approved of by God except for through his grace. In this context, though, you're dealing with one sinner Uh, in another so our countenance or approval of our wife is based off of her doing well and showing that i approve of what you're doing this is good and that encourages anyone who's under authority needs encouragement to continue in well-doing because all of us over time become weary in doing what's good that's the natural tendency we have to fight against it but one of the ways to encourage a person who is under your authority is to countenance, to approve, to show the recognition that this is good and that I approve of it. And then in the seventh place, commend your wife. This is a duty that a husband owes to his wife to commend her. And there is generally with words, you can commend your wife directly to her by speaking words of approval showing that you approve, again, with the words as opposed to with the gestures or the face or the countenance. Um, Here are words of commendation. This can also be to other people outside of your marriage. You can speak directly commendation, well done, good job. You can also speak to others. And you see this both in Scripture where in Proverbs 31, for example, he speaks uh, to other people about his wife. He also speaks directly to her. So he speaks directly to her in commendation. Many daughters have done nobly, but thou excellest them all. And then it talks about her price is far above rubies. That's both in the second person speaking directly to her and in the third person speaking about her. So commendation on both counts and both methods is appropriate for a husband. And again, this is not uh, optional for a husband. These are duties. These are duties that are owed to the other person. So when a wife does well, um, there must be commendation. And as I've mentioned previously, there is a, um, let's call it a Disney princess ideal of femininity, which in our society would come down like this on a man. It says, you can only say good and positive things to a woman. Or if you say something negative, you're sinning in some way. You're failing in your duty to her. Because she's a princess and you have to speak words of magic to her or some nonsense like this. But scripture is much more realistic than that. That there is a duty of countenancing, there is a duty of commending. But just like with all 
We'll talk about discount fencing and improving later. But here we're focusing in on the things that are done that are pleasing to God. They're done well. And this includes things like keeping the house. It includes things like disciplining the kids, teaching the kids. It includes putting food, preparing food, getting it ready, uh, or managing the process by which the children do that at, at her discretion. But the goal there is that when she does what is pleasing to God, she's fulfilling her duties. You want to tell her about that, and you want to speak to others in a way that's uh, commendatory about your wife if she does good things. If you enjoy a meal, let her know. She put time, she put energy into it, and you appreciate it. Therefore, you have a duty to tell her about that. Um, If she takes a stand for the gospel, if she takes a stand for God's commandments, she's being swayed by external parties to displease the Lord and to follow after her own will, and she decides to do what's right, that's especially important is the moral character, the foundational issues, not merely the things that are fleeting. Beauty is fleeting. Charm is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised primarily by her husband. He's that, he has that duty of commending her. And then the eighth duty uh, is reward your wife when she does well. So countenance has to do with your gestures and your face and showing approval and, and acceptance in her well-doing, commending your words, your speaking to her and to others about the good things she's done. And then rewarding there is important. Um, oftentimes, again, it's discouraging to deal with um, kids or even you as the husband. It can be hard on a wife. And there need to be things to lift the spirits, to encourage. If you think about God's paradigm for government, how he governs his people, how he governs men and nations, even individual Christians. It talks about how the Lord is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So God's model for government is if you go out of his ways, he'll chasten you to draw you to repentance. And if you walk in his ways, he says he will bless you. He will shine his face on you. He'll be gracious unto you. He'll reward you. And it's not really even because, in in the case with God, it's not because we deserve it, but it's because he wants to encourage the good. He wants to encourage us in doing good. He wants to lift our spirits so that we more joyfully enter into the duties that he imposes on us. The same goes for how a husband who is to reflect the image of God to his wife, the same goes for us. We have a duty where we must reward our wives in tangible ways for this is my approval. I appreciate what you're doing, and I want to show you that by whatever, and and this actually differs by woman, because women have different ideas of what is rewarding. You know, if if you gave some women a shotgun, she might think that's rewarding, but most women probably not. There might be something more like flowers, for example, or a back massage, or take some time off, I'll take care of this thing. These are the idea of reward, and it, it differs by woman. Um, But this is important because it has to be attached to doing what is well. Just like with children, uh, not that women are children, that's not the point, but just like with children, if you encourage someone who does evil, guess what you get more of? You get more evil. And of course, with a Christian wife, she wants to grow in grace, not growing in evil and going backwards. So being sure that what you're rewarding is pleasing to God, that God approves of what she's doing, And you want to push her in that direction, nudge her in that direction, encourage her in that good. And that's the idea of leadership. 
is you discountenance and discourage what is evil, but you reward and bless, command and countenance someone who's doing what's right. And then the other side, which I've mentioned briefly, and we'll get into more detail in the ninth place, discountenance your wife when she does evil. And this, again, back to the idea of the face. There, there's a face that approves and there's a face that disapproves. And it's not inappropriate for those in authority, even husbands over their wives, to show their wife, I disapprove of what you're doing. And specifically because she's under your authority, you're responsible not for every action that she does. That's a, a defective idea of the husband's headship. But a husband is responsible to respond appropriately, depending on how his wife is behaving, to either encourage or discourage what she's engaged in. So discountenancing, you show with your gestures, with your face, and let her know you do not approve of what she's doing. Now, again, this is a tool in the arsenal, and because this is a squelching of a person, you want to make sure that it's actually evil what the person is doing. You want to make sure your wife is actually sinning, and it's not just something that you have a preference about that you've never told her about, and then you get upset because she's not doing your unspoken request. Well, that's kind of like back in Sunday school when people had unspoken prayer requests. I'd always say, well, then I'm not going to pray for it. You know, if you're not going to say it, why am I going to, you know, you have to make your expectations known, of course. Um, God knows our hearts. Other people don't. So a husband has to say if it's some indifferent matter and you want it to be done a certain way, make sure that your expectations are known. Because if you're going to show disapproval by your countenance, it has to be evil. It has to be that she's defying your order, for example, or she's displeasing God in some way. So showing that physically with your countenance, that's what the duty is. And then reproof in the 10th place to reprove your wife when she does evil. And this is again the words. And again, like I said, the Disney princess model says there's no place for a husband to reprove his wife because she's a princess and she sits on her throne and your job is to bow before her. But biblically, that's not the case. It's not realistic. It's not living in God's world. In God's world, the husband has real authority, and real authority includes reproof or showing, literally pointing out a fault. And again, uh, this has to be done for the good of the person that you're reproving. Uh, now, just to line these up between commending and reproving, and to say that there are certain people who have various tendencies and or even seasons in your life where you might be tempted to be extremely fault-finding or you might be extremely man-pleasing. And the, the way that that would manifest itself is the fault-finder is always going to reprove and discountenance or that's going to be the majority regardless of the behavior. The person will find a reason, the husband in this case, will find a reason to show his disapproval for his wife and then he will end up picking her to shreds and there will be no, no point at which she can do anything that pleases him. On the other hand is the ally, the social justice warrior, where, oh, well, she's automatically oppressed, so I can't say anything bad. I have to always say good and come in. Oh, she's so wonderful. She's so great. She's so awesome. She's there defying his orders. Oh, I love my wife. She's awesome. She's wonderful. Good job to disobey me. You know, this, there are husbands who literally have nothing bad to say to their wives because they're not honest. They're not realistic. They're not thinking about it from God's perspective, which is, if you want to love that person, you have to be willing to say difficult things at times. So for the person who's a man pleaser, you have to mortify your desire to please man 
And you have to prioritize God's standards and God's glory in her life as well as in your words to her. So that means when it's appropriate, you should commend. When it's appropriate, you should reprove. And you should not fall into whatever your tendency is, whether it's the weakness to refusal to reprove or whether it's the self-righteousness that never sees anything good in the other person and so you're always finding fault. And this is like what I was talking about earlier where we all go out of the way. Some might go on one ditch and some on the other ditch, but God has a way that is correct. God has a way that leads to him. And so in this matter, husbands need to keep in mind, first off, the glory of God. What does God say is good or doing well? And what does God say is evil and doing evil? So you need to know that. You need to have that as your frame of reference so that when you're interacting with your wife, you're not puffing her up in her sin or you're not crushing her when she does what is good. But rather the goal is to help her to grow in grace and in knowledge so that she will have an awareness that there are things that displease God about what she does and there are things that please God about what she does. And also there are things that displease you and things that please you. You have to let her know that so there has to be open communication, which is in some ways taken for granted in these duties that you're going to be willing and able to take the steps to say the things that need to be said for the glory of God and the good of your wife. So those are duties that a husband owes to his wife. And then, God willing, next week we'll pick up um, with the uh, duty of protection and so forth concerning a husband's duty to his wife. Let's close in prayer.